Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Frontier Gentlemen. Original air dates October 12th, 1958, and the title is Aces and Eights. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In a card game, aces and eights are known throughout the West as a dead man's hand. There's a good reason for it. And this is the story of how the hand got its name. Frontier Gentlemen. Herewith, an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. In just one minute, we will bring you this latest report from the Frontier Gentlemen. You know, the couple next door, simple, normal people whose ordinary experiences seem so much more amusing than our own. Well, if you haven't met these delightful young marrieds, by all means... Make their acquaintance tomorrow and keep up with them every weekday when they come your way over CBS Radio. Alan Bunce and Peg Lynch, who play the couple next door, are heard over most of these same stations Monday through Friday. Now, starring John Daner. 
This is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. I had gone into the store of an outfitter named Judd Scott in order to purchase a new pair of boots. His was a thriving place of business in Deadwood, and I had to wait a good half an hour before Mr. Scott was able to attend my needs. He was an affable, if somewhat talkative gentleman, and his boots were first-rate. Ah, uh, sir, how's that feel? Seems right snug to me. You walk around in them. Uh, uh. Uh. Well, the, the left one might be a little tight. Yes, here in the heel. Oh, she'll ease up, mister. Got to give the leather a chance to know you. Uh, of course, now, if you got the time, I'm kind of pressed for the next couple of weeks, but uh, if you got the time, I could make you pair finest in Dakota Territory. I'm not sure how long I'll be here. No, I, I think these will do. Yeah, take it off. Uh, I'll uh, work it in softer mm. for you. So you're a newspaper correspondent, huh? Uh, we've had them come through, but none from England. Must be pretty interesting, your line of work. Yes, it is, quite Guess folks back there get a lot of pleasure reading about things hereabouts. You mean in Deadwood? Yes, I imagine it's interesting reading. <laughs> At least I hope it is. Take a long time for a man to run out of things to write about. You met Wild Bill Hickok yet? Hickok? No. Well, now, that surprises me. You heard of him, ain't you? Well, I think so. Oh, there's talk that uh, folks around's wanting to put him up for marshal in Deadwood. Really? Fact. Ask Jack McCall. He knows. He told me. Where would I be likely to find him? Uh, Hickok ain't seen for a while. McCall, he's generally down to the Carman Saloon. I bought the boots and then walked down the street to Carlman's Saloon. Even though it was early, I was rather surprised to see that the place was practically empty. A hatchet-faced woman was drinking at the bar, and I found McCall... A broken-nosed, sullen-looking man sitting at a table playing a game of solitaire. Yeah, that's me. Who's asking to know? And J.B. Kendall. Uh, what might your business be, J.B. Kendall? Well, Judd Scott mentioned your name. He runs the general store down the street. Judd Scott? Yes, that's right. Well, how come you want to talk with me? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm a newspaper correspondent. I write stories about what I see in the West. kind of story you writing about in Deadwood? Wild Bill Hickok. You know him? Why don't you ask her? Hmm? Over at the bar. Calamity Jane. She figures she knows him better than most. Well, thank you, I will. Perhaps I can buy you a drink after? Sure, suit yourself. I ain't going nowhere. Ahem. <clears throat> uh, Miss... Miss Jane? You talking to me? The name's Calamity. Ain't no miss on it. Calamity Jane. I'm sorry. I'm J.B. Kendall. A gentleman over there mentioned that you were a good friend of Wild Bill Hickok. Who? That ain't no gentleman. That's a stinking pig by the name of Jack McCall. You've been sitting with him. Don't foul up the air around me. Hit the trail, mister. Well, I was hoping you could introduce me to Mr. Hickok. Hey, you English? Yes. Thought so. Knew an English feller down in Abilene. Wouldn't quit riding herd on me. Had to shoot him. Oh. New in town, ain't you? 
Uh, just arrived. You ain't friend of McCall? Oh, no, I only met him a few minutes ago. What brings you? Well, I'm a writer. Newspaper articles for the London Times. You want to know about Hickok, huh? Guess you heard about me and Wild Bill, huh? Oh, yes. Fastest man with a gun you'll ever see. I ain't too bad myself, but I ain't nothing to Wild Bill. Come on over to the table, bring the bottle, and I'll tell you about me and Wild Bill. Calamity Jane was a strange, almost masculine-looking woman, hard and rough-voiced. She told me of her exploits as a scout with General Crook's army in the war against the Sioux. But most of the time, she spoke of Hickok. About a half an hour had passed when I noticed Jack McCall get up from his table and come toward us. Yes, sir. What Wild Bill done in Abilene, there ain't another man could have handled. Miss Why, I thought he... she was going to buy me a drink. Oh, not just now, Mr. McCall. I'm talking to the lady. But I see it's mostly listening. Ain't nobody gets talked much around her. <laughs> McCall! You want me to put your eyeballs out with this bottle? You open that barn door of yours just once more. Kendall, you come on down to the Boot Hill Saloon when you're through. I'll tell you the truth about that female pole cat now. One of these days, me or Wild Bill's gonna pump that coyote full of lead. Except he ain't worth wasting a ball on. He ain't no good. His pals is worse. You ever run into Tim Brady or Johnny Varnes? You watch your step, mister. Them's two of the boys, along with McCall, that Wild Bill's gonna run out of this town when he gets to be marshal. Where's Wild Bill now? Up in the hills, working his claim. Him and his partner, Colorado Charlie. They ought to be back by tomorrow. He'd like to meet you, mister. Wild Bill always had a liking for you newspaper fellas. Oh, now watch your hurry. Sit down. We'll split another bottle. Oh, thank you. I think I'd better get settled. Wash some of this Dakota dust off me. <laughs> what a dude. <laughs> All right, go on up to the hotel. Tell them Calamity Jane sent you, and if they don't give you the best room, I'll shoot up the place. <laughs> The recommendation was most effective. I got the best room in the hotel. Two hours later, in spite of Calamity Jane's warning, I wandered down to the Boot Hill Saloon. I was curious about McCall and what he might have to say about Calamity and Wild Bill Hickok. I found him there, very drunk. He was talking to a heavy-set man who was chewing on an unlit cigar. McCall greeted me as an old friend. <laughs> what do you say, Kendall? You had enough of that female one back, huh? Tim? Uh, Tim, this is the fellow I was telling you about. Kendall's his name. Uh, Mr. Kendall, how are you? Tim Brady. Mr. Brady, I owe Mr. McCall a drink. I yeah. came down to settle my debt. That's real fine here, Kendall. Uh, uh, Tim Kendall's on the Deadwood to write a story about Wild Bill Hickok, the new marshal of Deadwood. <laughs> you go get yourself a drink, McCall. <laughs> sure, Tim. <laughs> the new marshal of Deadwood. Uh, please take the chair, Kendall. I wouldn't pay no heed to what McCall says. <laughs> Not when he gets too much whiskey in him. Did he say something? Uh, about Hickok being marshal. Don't you believe it. And the fellas around here, they don't want his kind. You go writing in your paper about a thing like that, you're going to have to turn right around and write it ain't true. And he's not going to get the job? Well, now, I'll tell you. He does a lot of ear greasing, well, like that probate mayor, Calamity Jane. 
But all the things you hear is just a lot of brag. Now, Hickok never plugged a man unless the feller's back was turned. No, I was down to Abilene when he dragged out Phil Cole. <laughs> was the worst thing you ever seen? Shot him in the back. And by mistake, he goes and kills his own pal, Mike Williams. No, sir, Deadwood ain't going to put up a man like that for Marshall. You think so? I don't know. I suppose it depends on how many want him. Ah, there you are. Well, there's a lot of them miners up in the hills. They're the ones. They figure he's a real big man. They heard all them crazy stories about him. You want to know what I think? Might be very interesting. Well, now, I don't think he lasts two minutes as a marshal before somebody shot the daylights out of him. Yes, sir. Best thing for Hickok to do is to get out of Deadwood and stay out. And you see him, you tell him that. The next night, Calamity Jane introduced me to Wild Bill Hickok. He looked older, more tired than I had imagined him. As we sat in his room, I noticed that he blinked his eyes, rubbed them, and seemed quite nervous, constantly glanced toward the door. Calamity had gone out to buy some food. Me and Colorado Charlie, we had a rough week up in the hills. Kind of feels good to get back. You ever done any mining, Kendall? Oh, very little. Well, the best way is to get somebody else to do the work for you. <laughs> well, what do you think of Deadwood? Not much like London, I'll bet. No, it isn't. Yeah. Do a little cleaning up like I did in Hayes City, Abilene. We'll have a right nice little town. When do you expect to begin as marshal? Any day now. Boys are getting things moving. I saw a man yesterday, Tim Brady. Brady? Uh, he asked me to give you a message. Best thing for Hickok to do is to get out of Deadwood and stay out. That's what he said. Huh? Yeah. You know why? They're afraid of me. They know what's going to happen after I get sworn in. I run them out. If they don't run, we have a showdown. Brady and his pal Vaughn's. They ain't got stomach for that. I gather they're the somewhat unsavory element in Deadwood. <laughs> Mister, you ain't just milking pigeons. <laughs> Them miners up in those hills, they'd be dead ducks for Brady and his gang, wasn't for me. This is the worst mining camp in the territory. Ain't been no law here since it started. Brady don't want none. That's how come the miners want me for marshal. Protection. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to get rid of you before this. That jayhawker knows what had happened to him in a shoot-up. He ain't likely to try nothing. Hmm. Fellow like that gets somebody else to do his dirty work. Hey! Oh, it's only me, Bill. Put away the gun. Told you, Charlie ought to knock. Ah, I keep forgetting. So here's J.B. Kendall. Going to write a story about me for English paper. Yeah, I run into Calamity down at Carl's place, and she told me. Nice to meet you, Kendall. And you, sir? It's my old pal, Charlie Utter. Uh, Colorado Charlie's good enough. Kendall's been talking to Brady. That's so? Uh, rest your saddle, Bill. You make me tired, Stan. Brady says I ought to get out of town. Oh, he'd like that fine. Yeah, he'd like that. Well, I guess I'll go wash up before Calamity gets back. 
Charlie, you staying around? Yeah. So maybe we can get down to Carl's later and play some cards. All right. Uh, I'll be right back. Sure. sure. Oh, got a lot on his mind, says Wild Bill. He ain't usually like this. He seems to have trouble with his eyes. Oh, you noticed it. Yes. I wouldn't want you to say nothing in front of Bill. Uh, he's been scared he's going blind. Things sure don't seem like the old days. Oh, I gotta get these boots off. My feet's killing me. How old is he? But uh, uh, Wild Bill? Uh, let me see. Uh, 39. Of course, to hear him talk, you'd think he's closer to 60. I sure do fret over him sometimes. Always talking about dying, this and that. Ain't like the old days. He sure was a rip snorter. Oh, well, maybe when he gets to be marshal, everything will be like it always was. Calamity Jane came in with the food, and behind her, Bill Hickok. It was a strange supper. Both Colorado Charlie and Calamity kept up a stream of conversation, anecdotes singing the praise of Hickok's past accomplishments. But the atmosphere was strained. The man with the long hair didn't say very much. Afterwards, Charlie Utter invited me to accompany them to the saloon. I noticed that Hickok was reluctant. Possibly he had a feeling, a warning of what was to come. It was 8 o'clock when we arrived at Carl Mann's saloon and sat down at the card table. Charlie, how to change seats with me. I ain't sitting with my back to the door. Oh, wild beer. You're getting worse than an old woman. Maybe so, but that's the way it is. I like to see what's coming in. Well, here, take my place if you like. Uh, no, sir. All he wants is a catbird seat. That's how come he's always winning. <laughs> you ain't moving, Bill. <laughs> you got the right idea, Charlie. Wild Bill, you got your seat, and that's the way it's going to be. Carl, bring us a bottle of whiskey and a deck of cards. Marshal Hickok's going to be the big loser tonight. Who's the man with the genial good humor, fairly twinkling away behind the outsized eyeglasses? Robert Q., that's who... Who's the man whose mischievous variety show is yours to enjoy every weekday evening and Saturdays in the daytime, too? Robert Q., that's who. Tomorrow evening, again, over most of these same stations, enjoy CBS Radio's refreshing Robert Q. Lewis show with its music, songs, and fun. It was a friendly game, and we could see Hickok beginning to relax. He was a good player, and held more than his share of winning hands. But while the game went on, there was something happening down the street in the Boot Hill Saloon. We didn't know it then, but after it was too late, we heard what had taken place. Three men sat in a back room, one of them drinking heavily. This was Jack McCall. The other two were Tim Brady and Johnny Varnes, the leaders of the Tufts in Deadwood. Telling you, Jack, you'll be a big man. Why, sure. They'll look at you when you walk down the street. You know, they'll say, there goes Jack McCall. Yeah, sure. Why, he killed Wild Bill Hickon. Now, you hear what Johnny says? Yeah. Yeah, give me another drink, boy, huh? Why, sure. You know, give me a drink. he's in Carl's place right now. 
You could get him easy. Might not be so easy. Oh, Jack, you ain't afraid, are you? Ah, oh, I ain't afraid. Are you sure? I ain't afraid, but it just won't be so easy, that's all. Of course, we could get somebody else to do it. We just figured, now, Tim listen. and me. No, we figured that you was a I man for the job. I ain't saying I do it. See? Now, Johnny, let me tell you, you know what we could do? What? We could maybe get that there newspaper fellow. You know, Kendall, <laughs> well, uh, he could write something about Jack in his paper. Huh? Sure. How'd you like that, Jack? In an English paper, it says there, Jack McCall shoots down Wild Bill Hickok. Why, you could go yeah. on the stage and make a lot of money over that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. He's right yeah. down the street, Jack. I seen him myself. And you know what? Yeah. He's sitting with his back to the door. Oh, now, you listen to me. How come if you was there, you didn't plug him yourself? Oh, Johnny, it ain't no use. He don't understand. No, 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 no. All right, no, forget it. No. Forget it, Jack. Now, look. Go on, get out of here. Just get all about that's it. all. Just, just tell me, huh? How come? Because Calamity Jane and Colorado Charlie's with him. If they seen me, they'd know something was wrong. That's right. But not you, Jack. They wouldn't figure you drawn on Hickok. Yeah. That makes sense. Sure well, that's all I want to know. I just want to know is why. Jack, what do you say? Well, sure. Sure, why not? Sure. Yeah. Huh? I give him a gun, Johnny. And don't you miss boy here. Three kings. <laughs> He's beat you, Wild Bill. There'd be a son of a gun if he has. I had you pegged for no more than two pairs. Yeah, Kendall ain't the best player I've seen, but he's sure a lucky one. <laughs> all right, feel him out, Calamity. Yeah, all right. You know, I knew a fellow once down in Hayes City. He drew two cards to a royal. Luckiest thing i ever seen. Well, that's a local thing for man to oh, do. Oh, sure, sure it was. He took one look at his hand, he killed over plum day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I had a hand something like that. I won a Chinese girl with it a few months ago in Deer Lodge. Chinese? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. No kidding. What'd you do with it? Oh, I gave it to a man I knew. He married her. Oh, <laughs> I'll open for a dollar. Wait, wait. Paid. Staying. Uh, staying. Uh, me too. I ain't proud. There. Cards? Well, I'll take three, Clement. Kendall? Two, please. Okay, one. Now, there's a man going to drop dead if he pulls it right. <laughs> How about you, Charlie? Oh, let me see. Uh, uh, two. Dealer takes three. There's an honest woman. That's one thing I ain't and I never hope to be. <laughs> You're a bad wild bill. All right, hey, friends. I tell you, I'll make this just a little rough on you. Two bucks. All right. I call. Mm, not me. I ain't dropping dead, neither. <laughs> I'll see you. I'm a sucker. All right. What have you got, Wild Bill? The prettiest two pair you ever seen. Aces and eights. Wild Bill Hickok slumped forward on the table. He still had the winning smile on his face. 
and the cards crumpled in his tightening fist. It was Calamity Jane who found Jack McCall. He was hiding in a butcher shop nearby. Colorado Charlie and I dragged him away before she had a chance to use the meat cleaver she was holding. We found six cartridges in McCall's gun. The only one to fire was the first, the one that killed Hickok. The other five were defective. Before I left Deadwood, McCall was tried for murder. But Brady and Barnes must have chosen the jury themselves. Because the final verdict was not guilty. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Virginia Gregg, Jack Moyles, Jack Crucian, Stacey Harris, and Vic Perrin. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Bud Sewell speaking. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.